Hey, I'm Dr. Drew, and you're listening to Drilled with Dr. Brady Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Drill to Dr. Brady podcast with my co-host, babyface, Lowell George Granath. Lowell shaved his beard, and it's it, kind of freaking me out. He did. It's a little wild. It's yeah, a little crazy. You and, every, you, and, you and everybody else, man. I don't, know if I've even, I don't know, if I know if I've even known you without a sometimes beard. Sometimes you got like, <laughs> to mow the forest down sometimes, you know, to grow it fresh. That's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. Um, plus it's just getting disgusting. Well, beards do that. There's, I read an article that says no matter what, there's like fecal particles in beards. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> there's a certain degree there's of like particles everywhere, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just not very well versed in, in, in a fecal particle distribution throughout the world. Uh, that's possible. <laughs> uh, we had a. Uh, go ahead. We, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna defer to you. What do you want to say? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. This. I had an interesting conversation with your partner this morning. Uh. About how you don't believe. How I don't believe in what? When you're giving the the shot. The jiggle, like jiggling the lip when you give the the, the shot. Oh, I don't jiggle the lip. That's for suckers. Yeah, you don't believe in the jiggle. You, as someone, as a receiver of shots, Lowell, do you think you'd prefer a jiggle or a non-jiggle? Uh, it's been a while since I've had a jiggle shot. Where do you stand on that? My shots have been from you. My partner, Erica, does the <laughs> jiggle every time. I, my staff has told me. I know, me. I saw it. And um, I remember a dentist did it to me when I was younger, and I just thought it was so stupid. It was like it still hurt. Like, like it doesn't, the, 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 the thesis is that if you jiggle your or oscillate your your hand as you're giving the injection, like some kind of Parkinson's disease victim, uh, th- that they don't feel it as much because they're distracted by the jiggling. I I don't I don't <laughs> know I don't know that Parkin- that's true. Parkinson's you had to bring Parkinson's. Into well, it. I, just, I, I <laughs> when you're shaking like that, like what makes the patient like why like if I was a patient, I'd be like. Why are you doing that? Why are you shaking like uncontrollably? It's weird. It, it was. It's a distraction. If it's. If it, I mean, that's the only thing I would say. I've other dentists sometimes will pinch your cheek and like wiggle your cheek, pinch your cheek with the other hand, and uh, <laughs> and, and that's. I think my dentist did that when I was a kid. It's like, how about I freaking twist your nipples um, until uh, uh, and then Ooh. give you the shot. That'll that'll distract you. For, from, yeah, for my man patients now than I was before. I can't do that to my <laughs> lady. Not to my lady patients. That would because that's a, <laughs> that's assault, brother. That's assault. Uh, okay, listen. We got Twitter drama. We got Facebook drama. This episode is going to have it all, guys. 
So um, I got involved in about a three-day Facebook uh, soiree of thoughts and discussions and contentions. As you do. <laughs> As you do all the time. And at the center of this um, orgy of, of, of thought parlay, uh, the is Rick Kushner, who is the CEO of Comfort Dental, and he doesn't even know. <laughs> he doesn't even know he's at the center of this. So you know he's a very success. So he's the CEO and founder of Comfort Dental, uh, responsible for the livelihood of 400 dentists currently over the last 30, 40 years, probably even double that. A um, couple hundred dental offices. Uh, you know, and Comfort Dental, what I think is great about Comfort Dental is that it offers care to a portion of the demographic that most dentists completely neglect um, and, and, and let suffer by the wayside, and Comfort Dental doesn't. However, for all these good that Rick has, Rick has given to the world, he is not, <laughs> he's, he's not, he is not, he's a cold prickly. Not a warm fuzzy. <laughs> He's a cold. Man, you are using some pr provocative nounage. Today. I know. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to think about what I say. I'm trying to be very deliberate in my words. Uh, yeah, he's a cold prickly. So, um, I I think he. So okay, he's super wealthy. I can't even imagine. He also owns a lot of the real estate that Comfort Dentals operate in. So. So he's like I, McDonald's franchise. Yeah, but so like. I don't even know. I can't even put a number if I tried. Like he could make fifteen million dollars a year. He also could make a hundred million dollars a year for all. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It, it's up there though. It's a tremendous amount of money, and he's accomplished a lot of stuff whilst whilst doing good to the communities and for the consumers of dentistry. He has received flack his entire career for uh, lowballing, cutting, cutting, uh, you know, taking the legs out from underneath other dentists with his low pricing model. So in my experience, the only people who have problems with that are high priced dentists. I don't think I'd find a consumer of dentistry who has a problem with dentists competing in an open market for, you know, uh, a piece of the pie. Okay. So this all starts, oh, I should go on Twitter it's first. Kind of the wild world. What's that? Uh-oh, getting on Twitter, folks. It's kind of like dentistry seems like, as far as like a lot of medical fields go, seems to be kind of the wild west. Yeah. On the medical field, as far as pricing goes, where it's not determined by some committee, you know, um, or oversight, you know, that's a lot of much oversight and pricing. Well, for those who don't know, dentists can just pull prices out of their behinds. We don't, I mean, if you're an in-network insurance provider, which I am for most of the insurances that I accept, I cannot dictate the price. I sign contracts where I agree to the insurance company's fee schedule. So I don't control the price. But for those who are uninsured or underinsured, or if an office is a fee-for-service office, or if they're an out-of-network insurance provider. 
they can essentially put whatever price, if they want a crown to be $2,000 or if they want a crown to be $650, they can decide. And so that's why the, that's why the price is all over the place because different dentists, uh, you know, look inside their pants and decide, um, that they're, <laughs> that they have more value than other people. So, uh, I'm just assuming how that, that's how they as- assess their own value. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> even as a dentist been doing this for 12 years now, I, people ask me why, why such the difference in prices? And I just say, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's because some people are super greedy. Some people are super compassionate. Some people are middle of the road. Some, that's, that's just all that I can tell you is that some we dentists do the jiggle. I mean, like, just yeah. some jiggle, some wiggle and some <laughs> do their own thing, you know? Anyways. Okay. So Rick mostly just tweets, mostly just tweets about how great comfort dental is. He doesn't really for the most part, go out of his way to badmouth someone else, bring someone else down, target someone else, post on other people's tweet on other people's Twitter. So he, um, he posts a picture of a brand new comfort dental office. I think it was in Longmont and he was just saying, congratulations on this new office that just opened. And there's this huge sign in the window that says $19 examine x-ray. This has been a comfort dental promotion since the beginning of time. $19 examine x-rays. And so a dentist uh, commented and said, $19 dot, 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 really devaluing the entire profession as a whole. DSO is going to DSO. And a DSO stands for a dental service organization, which is a, basically another name for like a corporate structure like gentle dental or western dental or aspen dental are dso's however comfort dental is not a dso comfort dental is a dental franchise and it's completely different the nuts and bolts of the difference is basically it's owner operated um it is a corporation but it's owner operated meaning it's, I, it's the mcdonald's of dentistry basically exactly like exactly and you're loving it so so there's an owner there's all there's an owner and i'm the you know the dentist that owns the practice works at the practice. So you're talking with someone who owns the business. Um, so uh, anyways, so Rick responds, he retweets this stupid comment and he says in all caps, elitist, no elitism at its finest. And then a winky face emoji with the tongue sticking out, a laughing like a tearing up laughing emoji and then another goofy tongue sticking out emoji. He's really, he's really quite prolific with his emoji usage. Strangely um, enough, my father is too. It really disturbs me that he uses like text jargon and like emojis all the <laughs> yeah. time. So he says elitism at its finest. We're not a DSO dumbass. <laughs> Oops. Excuse me. Dr. Dumbass, all caps. And we're devaluing the profession as a whole? See what I've been trying to tell you for decades. And then the kissy, we're in this together emoji. (laughs) The Chick-fil-A at the lunch and learn wasn't worth it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, there was a there was a few more. Yeah, you're reading the actual Twitter thread now. There was a few more. He's blocked all these people, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I gotta pull my pants up. My pants are riding down the wrong oh, ways. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can see I can see uh, Mr. Paul Goodman going after him right there too. I see that. So okay, so that's what started. Paul Goodman, our good friend, Paul Goodman, uh, yeah, who I awesome. tremendous respect for. I feel bad because I wish he knew Rick Kushner because he wouldn't he wouldn't have put his uh, hat in the ring to be part of this conversation. You know, Paul, he comments, I think he says something like, we have some outstanding dentists in my group, dental nachos, that are comfort dental owners. So so Paul's a good friend of the podcast, and, he, and he's a good friend of ours, and he's we're actually collaborating with some Halo Dental stuff. Uh, he's going to do some free cases for us. We're going to fly out to Philadelphia, make a whole thing out of it. It's going to be great. He's going to, he's going amazing man. He's going to treat me to some nachos. Uh, Paul is a dividing figure in dentistry for, listen, people just decide to divide over like freaking Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. So it's not, it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be surprising that different approaches to like helping dentists causes division amongst the ranks. Uh, Paul Goodman, listen, he's cheesy, but his thing is being cheesy. And now, I mean, he would probably say, yeah, nacho cheese, nacho cheesy. Yeah. He's got this great (laughs) Facebook group called Dental Nachos, and it's got like 30,000 dentists and dental professionals that contribute. It's a really cool dental Facebook page. Um, He sells a lot of like CE and super cheap CE. Anyway, I consider him to be very helpful. I know there's some people who can, who don't. I, there are some people who just feel completely the opposite. I mean, there are people who really lay into him. Uh, but I wish Paul would have known more about Rick because I think he thinks he could have, maybe he thought he could have a reasonable conversation with him, which is just not possible. I mean, Rick, I can't have reason. I'm, I've been a member of Comfort Dental for 12 years. He sent me a Rolex watch for my 10-year um, celebra- celebration, and I can't really get an audience with I mean, like, I mean, like, he's like, like, no, he doesn't really talk to the underlings. Um, so the peons, he doesn't talk to the, the peons. Yeah. And so Paul drug. makes this really nice comment and says, dental, you know, there's a lot of dentists and dental nachos that are comfort dental owners. And my goal is to help create a dentisting world where we can challenge ideas without attacking each other. And I think it's possible, <laughs> which is like, Rick's going to read that and just be like, you're stupid. Like, that's all he's going to say. Like, like Rick, for everything, man, I owe that man my career. I've learned so much from him. And I feel like the learning curve of my career was super short because, like, I started making really good money really fast within Comfort Dental because of him. I owe him a lot. But because of his cold, prickly exterior and his black heart, he's he's uh, uh, he's kind of the Donald Trump of... Uh, <laughs> of dentisting of, of dentistry. He's, he's super narcissistic. And I mean, like he's accused me of things that I've had to flat out tell him aren't true, but he still thinks are true. He's accused me of not using the comfort dental lab, which was completely false. And I tried to talk to him about that and gain an audience with him to tell him that. And he wasn't having it. And to this day, he still thinks it's like one of those things. Like once you think something, it's thought done. Well, I've, I've encountered like people, um, a similar kind of mindset. And, and, and what I have usually found is when someone has bubbled, like rise like a cream to the top, 
they're basically surrounded by an echo chamber, right? Like yeah. there's not a lot of people that will step to them and challenge them. So imagine like, like for example, imagine 12 years of that. Like you're just, you're this top dog in this industry and you really answer to nobody and you, no one really, you know, comes at you. I mean, obviously social media has kind of opened that door, but you're already bringing that mindset to something that, you know, you're, are, you're there, you've been in that mindset for like 12 years and no one challenges you, you know, when someone does, you're obvious, you know, you're going to respond in the way, like, in like the way that he's responding in this, yeah. you know, like, uh, I mean, I'm reading through it as you're talking. And yeah. I some- mean, no, you can't, you can't, ah, I wish it was possible. My biggest regret in life for comfort dental is that the philosophy will never be understood by the general population of dentists because of how abrasive the comfort dental leadership is. And it's not just Rick. His right-hand man is named Neil, and he's 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 uh, more of an aggressive cold prickly uh, who has also helped me in my career a lot. So it's really difficult. But I see these guys present to, like, prospective partners, and they've turned people – they've – they have, because of their behavior and because of their attitude and general presence and persona, they are responsible for more people saying no to Comfort Dental than they are people saying yes. And I think that's a terrible tragedy because there's a lot to be gleaned from Comfort Dental. It's like if, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it's really hard to draw an analogy to something that everybody can understand. It's just someone who's created something so great that can never be appreciated because they're so terrible. They've decided to go a route of, of antagonism and, um, Edison. Oh, is Edison like that? Yeah. Edison was like that. He was very cantankerous and hard to manage. Like mm-hmm. kind of, and you know, like when someone, not that fun of light bulbs like anyways, someone, yeah, someone great did come in his, in his like radar he he was not very kind to them once he used yeah. them for what he had. And plus, you know, he's just a raging egomaniac. I'm not saying that Rick Kushner's is a raging egomaniac, but uh, it definitely does have some parallels to like that Edison kind of mindset. Okay, so of- so Dr. Goodman, Dr. Paul Goodman makes this a dental nachos thread. He takes some screenshots of the Twitter uh, the Twitter exchange, and he puts it on dental nachos and creates a thread of a couple hundred comments. And the individual whose name is Drew, he's a dentist. He's the one who made the initial comment and was called a dumbass by Rick Kushner, which is admittedly super unprofessional, super unprofessional, you know, but like, it's also unprofessional for the president of the United States to call Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. But is it funny? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Is it entertaining? Yep. You damn skippy. I mean, that is, that, that is, um, uh, undeniable and I don't care who you are. Um, unprofessional for sure. I'll admit that. Um, so here's, was my comment that sparked a lot of interest. So here's this comment about the CEO of comfort dental and a lot of comfort dental dentists are hiding in the shadows, probably don't want to come out. They're lurking in the internet world. So I come out and I'm, I think most people in this group know I'm a comfort dental doctor. And it's, I said, and I said, Rick Kushner is the Donald Trump of dentistry, super successful, but completely narcissistic as a comfort dental doc myself. I am often embarrassed by him, but simultaneously grateful to him. 
Uh, he's very easily riled up and quick to pit you as his enemy. That said, Drew's comment, and I tagged him because he's, I don't know, I don't know the guy, but I, I know, I knew he was in the thread. So I, I tagged him and I said, Drew's comment is also naive and elitist. Increasing accessibility to care is not devaluing to dentistry. So that's their problem, right? The problem is $19 exam and x-ray fee. It has the opposite effect when you can figure out how to increase access and maintain financial success. And if you turn your nose up at a $19 exam and x-ray fee, chances are that Comfort Dental doesn't even compete with you anyways. Anyways, So live and let live. And to be fair, Drew poked the bear. Rick did not start off with an antagonistic comment. It was someone else coming in there and saying, accusing someone of his stature of devaluing the entire profession which is a heavy talking, accusation for are someone. You talking about the nineteen really nineteen dollars really devaluing the entire profession as a whole. DSO going to DSO comment. Is that's the comment. That's about? the comment. That's yeah. that triggered Rick to call him a dumbass, and he says, "Excuse me, Doctor Dumbass." <laughs> I like this. Uh, one of uh, Rick's responses was, "Looking you up, winky face." Apology in order? Question mark. <laughs> this is exactly what he would do. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he he demands an Mic apology. Drop. Yeah, he just wants an apology. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you have to laugh. You have to laugh at this kind of stuff. So, and then Drew comments and he says, I'd be pretty embarrassed if this was my boss, just FYI. And I disagree with your comment. You don't see and this. I'm telling you, this grinds my gears, dude. This kind of, and dentists do this all the time. You don't see heart surgeons offering a buy one valve, get the next one off. We just agree to disagree on that. He's just a human being, no bear at all. Seems like he needed poking. Okay, can I talk to you a second about dentists that always go to, well, heart surgeons, blah, 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 blah. Heart surgeons do, like, like you have to know, dentists think, we, we, we think we're heart surgeons, guys. Like, we think that we are super important uh, and a lot more than we are. Uh, and that's always my response to that is like, well, we're not heart surgeons. But later on, um, I mean, everyone kind of gets like, Everyone's kind of clutching their pearls hyperbolically about uh, being called a dumbass as if like he called you the N-word or something like that. It's like it, it's a minor thing and your comment was factually incorrect and morally incorrect by most by any non-dentist standards, factually incorrect because we're not a DSO. We're a dental franchise. And that's what he was referring to when he said dumbass because you didn't know enough about Comfort Dental to know we're not a DS, DSO. We're a dental franchise. And there's huge differences. Um, the next thing is, like, okay, $19. We're pissed off about $19. Can you imagine the mentality of a dentist who's pissed off about $19? Another dentist $19 exam and x-ray fee. There's only one reason why you're pissed that another dentist is selling the farm for $19. And that's because you have to now justify your much larger price, right? Like you have exam fee, I'm imagining, is probably somewhere in the $150 to $250 range. That's what it costs for someone to even be granted an audience with you. And when someone else sells it for $19, you personally feel devalued 
but the profession is not devalued. I mean, the amount of access to care, and I go through on this thread, I won't read all the comments, but I did address that because um, if heart surgeons did do two-for-one deals, buy one valve, get one valve off, that would be glorious for people who need heart work done. If you need heart <laughs> surgery, for any consumer of that product, competition and promotional deals are a fantastic uh, benefit for the consumer. Or if you just need an upgrade, you know? <laughs> right. Like a bionic heart, like an Iron Man heart. Well, yeah, yeah. I want to, you know. So, you know, I... Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth, um, and there's a few people that that piped in. It was an, it was really interesting conversation um, in this um, this thread here. Um, what a lot of people don't understand, also, a lot of people. I mean, this is and okay. So this is kind of crazy too. Dennis don't understand. Like okay, so a lot of the comments in this thread on not on dental nachos. I'm going to post on dental nachos too. I'm going to post that this is my next podcast episode. I want people to listen to this. Um, they think we must be hemorrhaging money because we do our exams for $19. So first of all, that only, that only pertains to people who have, who have no insurance um, or are maxed out for some reason. And so it doesn't pertain to everybody, but the, the, the idea is that if you're a dentist and you make your money from your exams and your x-rays, you're doing something very wrong. Like it's what we call a loss leader. Everyone knows that. And it's, it's putting butts in seats. It's our, it's our famous butts in seats model, right? <laughs> you got to have butts in seats. Um, it's easy to get people to want to come to a second opinion because it only costs $19 to get a second opinion done. Right? So if you went somewhere, it's super expensive and you saw these signs, you're like, I'll see what this dentist has to say. If it's going to cost you 300 bucks to get a second opinion, a lot of people would say no to that, right? I remember what I paid for my last exam before I started coming to see you. It was $175. Yeah, it's about standard, dude. Yeah. And it's, um, so there's a lot of comments in here. Um, and, and Drew's comment too. Um, I'll read what exactly he said. He said, my knowledge and tools to gather knowledge that I went to school for for four years are worth more than $19 to me. It's not being fair to myself, my opinion. Charging that would be devaluing myself as a dentist. And I agree with him on that. It is devaluing you. You are being devalued. Absolutely. Um, I'm worth more. I think all dentists are worth more. Hence my devaluing the profession comment. But what's great is we can all have our differing opinions. Getting angry at an opinion and resorting to name calling behind a computer screen, that's beyond dentistry. It's cowardly. I respect all your opinions, even if I disagree. And that's coming from the guy who poked the bear. That's coming from the guy who told the guy, you are devaluing the entire profession. It's like telling Michael Jordan you ruined basketball. I don't know how to explain it. Like, Rick Kushner is a incredibly successful human being by any metric you would use to measure success. He is above and beyond reproach. As far as that goes, personality wise, you got all kinds of arguments you can make, but as far as what he's contributed, well, pretty petty too. Like I, I'm looking at here and the same dude, like, ha ha ha. My life advice, ego question mark, the CEO calling me Dr. Dumbass. 
looks like the one with ego and bro i don't know you dot 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 kind of creepy yeah yeah um wait let's see i got in trouble uh, paul got me in trouble one time i got a little spicy for him he he moderates like Captain America on uh, remember that Avengers movie? It's <laughs> yeah. like language. La- language. Watch watch your mouth. That's his that's his job too. Uh, it's really it's really funny actually. Um and here's the thing. These dentists get so pissed off at DSOs. And DSOs are these corporate people that have every DSO has an introductory offer, a $59 for exam X-ray and cleaning, $19 exam fee. Uh, all these initial initial promotions, but they exist. All DSOs exist because dentists collectively have abandoned a huge portion of the population, creating an opportunity for people in suits on Wall Street to come in and take over dentistry because they see a model and they're like, I can do this better. And they're right. And so they come in and they do it better. And that's why you got dentistry in Walmarts. That's why you got these big corporations that are growing like crazy. And private practice is going the way of the dinosaur. There's just less and less private practice and more and more DSOs are swallowing up more and more private practices. And that's just the way it's going to go. And that's happening precisely because dentists are outpricing themselves from the majority of the population of people. So... Well, that's not just, that's not just dentistry. That's most industries now. Like if you think about like the top corporations and more normally cater to, yeah, it's not, it's the, the, the lower socioeconomic folks, you know, that's who they target because there's more of them and it's a more of a quantity versus, you know, like it's a quantity game. Yeah. Yeah, and there's actually yeah, exactly right. And people say that too. They're, on this thread, people are like, it's like the McDonald's of dentistry. I'm like, well, yeah. If you were poor and you only yeah. had three <laughs> and you only had three dollars to buy yourself a meal, I'm sorry, you can't go to the majority of the places that sell food. You have to go somewhere where three dollars can buy you a meal. And three dollars, while it may not be the best meal, it may not be your ideal meal. It's a meal. And it gets the job done. It gets the job done, man. It gets the job done. Yeah. Um, Spicy chicken nugs, dude, come on. (laughs) Yeah, let's see here. There was another thread of people talking. Uh, Where'd it go? There was was another guy who chimed in, and his name was Marcus. Oh, I can't find Marcus now. Oh, I know where Marcus is at. There's a lot here, man. (laughs) Oh, it's hundreds of comments, dude. Hundreds of comments. This is a deep, deep deep and dark. Marcus really got into it. I mean, I think he got really upset about it. And um, hold on. It was under this. uh, Yeah, it's in this mess. This one comment that has 85 replies to it. Okay, let's get this. Let's get into this. Last thing here. The reason why I want to share this is because it's always mind-boggling. It's always super, like, eye-opening to see how many dentists truly believe you should price yourself out of poor people's budgets. Like, it's a predominant opinion amongst dentists. And I don't think they're being, like, tra- like intentionally 
you know, classist or elitist, but it's like when they all do it, it makes a big difference in access to care. So it's why we have the current situation. All the problems with access to care in dentistry come from this mentality. Um, uh, let's see. People got really pissed off because Rick made a comment about uh, dentists hiding in their offices. And people didn't know what he meant by that. And uh, Rick often refers to, you see a lot of dentists in these big like medical buildings where there's no signage, right? There's no, it's just a big building with like 25 offices, medical and dental offices in there. And he calls that hiding. So he prefers, and most comfort dentals are like, you know, freestanding buildings um, on a busy street corner with a sign as big as legally allowable, um, you know, broadcasting your phone number and your existence to the world, which is just smart marketing. Rick, here's the thing. I mean, it's not like Rick did any, I mean, like Rick did a lot of great things in his career, but that's like marketing 101, like just get visible and dentists don't do that. So dentists do hide. Um, um, and then Paul, Paul chimes in and says, calling your colleague a dumbass on social media is an odd move to say the least. And I say, I agree with that. And I commented below about it. Drew's comment also wasn't necessarily a bridge of kindness and understanding either though. That's a very mean spirited and simply untrue accusation that $19 fee is devaluing the entire profession. So, um, then this dude, Marcus comes in, he says, doing a new patient exam that is that cheap does kind of devalue the profession though. A new patient exam has a lot involved in it. Why give away our expertise for less than a fajita at Applebee's? (laughs) And I told him, first off, I think you're overpaying for fajitas. Second, (laughs) the debate over what devalues, and this is true. The debate over what devalues dentistry isn't one that you have to have with me. It's ultimately with your patients. Isn't that who really decides the value? And that's who you have to convince to come see you and pay your fee before they ever meet you. It's like a restaurant that has a line out the door. You know it has value. And it doesn't really matter how much they charge for food. If there's a line out the door, if they're serving, if they're serving, if they're, if consumers are consuming, Obviously, it's valuable. It's valuable. So I said, I get 180 to 220 new patients every single month. The value has already been decided. The people have spoken. It's like a restaurant that has a line out the door. Uh, And $19 exam fee is a business decision. So if value is measured by how much dentistry we do, then you're simply wrong. And I think what you're really saying here is that my $19 exam fee devalues your dentistry. It can't be the profession. The DSOs do too much dentistry to say that they're devalued. It's you personally having to explain your high fees and you'll never get a chance to show off how, how big your, that, that brain of yours is if you can't get them in the door. And then I said, if you knew my income, you'd crap your pants where you stand. We got a little, little spicy there. Um, uh, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Spicy. So, so this gentleman, Marcus, I, I feel like I'm, I'm guessing here, um, very new to the profession. Very, he, he, he looks very young in his profile picture. He, um, 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't imagine he's been out of school for more than three years. Um, this is, he just has a very um, new graduate look, outlook on things. Um, but he comes out, but that's the problem. I mean, they come out of school and this is an interesting insight into how dentists think. He has this comparison, which is an interesting comparison. I think it's a fair comparison too. You know, um, chicken nuggets. He starts talking about chicken nuggets and Ferraris and Civics. Uh, you know, why does a Ferrari cost more than a Civic? They're both cars. Why does a filet cost more than chicken nuggets? They're both food because they have different value. Making no judgments on you because I don't know you. I have no reason to think negative of you. But to me, volume does not equal quality. I'd rather have 100 quality patients and do quality work than do shitty work on 10,000 people. Free exams to me are like at the mall, they give out samples of chicken nuggets to try to coax you in. Which is like, if you got a sample of a chicken nugget and it was a shitty chicken nugget, then you wouldn't go eat more of those chicken nuggets. Like, if you're getting a sample, it's going to be good for you to go buy more chicken. Like, I'm, like I, I don't think that analogy works. Dude. That I don't think so either. Because if you take like a Ferrari and you put it against the Civic, what's the difference? I used to get this question all the time in sales, right? They're like, why is this? Wouldn't so just boils down to a few factors, man. Like, you know craftsmanship quality expertise but you can't discount someone catering to a different socio demographic you know right. because it, it, it's just a different business model yeah that's all it really is that analogy does not track yeah not track. so he says i've never seen out i've never seen anyone giving out samples of wagyu which if you guys don't know what wagyu is it's like a really fancy mm, steak. I do. <laughs> yeah. he says i aspire to be a wagyu yes, dentist not a chicken nugget dentist. And DSOs are a large proponent of quantity over quality. And they will criticize you if numbers are not above a certain amount. Uh, massage his whole life? What? Isn't that Wagyu beef? Don't they feed them beer and massage them their whole life? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, now, I, now, I responded to him and I said, volume doesn't equal quality. I agree. Volume alone can't equal quality. But volume alone does equal value, right? There's value in volume. Right. So it, it, I mean, like McDonald's is a prime example of that, like, if you don't think McDonald's is quality food, I probably agree with you, but is it valuable? Would you, would you take over McDonald's if you were given the keys of that kingdom? I think you'd say yes. Yes. Right. Yes. I would take that. Uh, it's all about the land. <laughs> so I said the quality debate is a com completely different topic. And then I get ganged up on, uh, Drew comes back in and, and starts telling, uh, he starts Oh man, people are just so misinformed. Um, he starts talking about how he thinks he knows a lot about how Comfort Dental has such a low overhead because we get our lab bill down to $49 a crown and their overhead is 50% or less because they have low cost equipment and materials and there's a hundred offices buying in bulk from Shine. Uh, you know, it's a very successful business franchise corporation. I'll never argue that. And it does provide a service as more people do have access to care. But as far as healthcare teeth value, you know the answer. He says he's taken an, you know, he's, he, I think he's referring to me. He says he's taken an hour to cut a prep, plastic triple tray impression, and slap on a crown from a tooth mill. There's no question regarding quality here. Now, I took issue with that statement. Because, first of all, everything he says in that comment is wrong. And if you don't know, uh, I don't, I, our lab bill is like I pay $110 for a crown, not 49 we get a little bit of a discount from Henry Shine, which is a which is a dental supply company. We get 
some discounts, but I also pay a 5% royalty that, that any other dentist doesn't pay. So it kind of equals out. I pay 5% royalty of all my collections to the corporation. So, um, this guy just has a lot of very, uh, juvenile arguments in my opinion. Uh, I've worked corporate. He says, I know how it works. That's why I know the true answer about value. That's the reason that all those hundreds of new patients, most of them don't come back more than three visits. And I thought that was an interesting comment. Cause I said, well, if you worked corporate and they aren't coming back after three visits or they aren't coming back, isn't that your fault? Kind of, aren't you the one who blew it at that point? Like whatever promotional deal got them in the door, got them in the door. And then something happened and there wasn't value wasn't seen there. Now, maybe they don't have money for it or maybe they didn't like you or whatever, but like the promotional deal worked and that's how you shoot. You got to shoot your shot, man. You got to shoot your shot and you can't shoot your shot if, if you're not uh, getting people to talk to. So promotional deals work. Everybody knows that. And for those who think there's a lot of talk in here, and this really bothers me too. Dennis like to talk about the wrong patient. You're getting the wrong patient. Oh, the $19 is bringing the wrong patient in. Okay. So I don't have the right patient to talk to. Uh, a lot of people started talking about that. Well, do you really want the patient who's shopping around? Yeah, a hundred percent. I do. This is someone who needs, they, they need a product and they're going to choose someone to go with. And are you asking me if I want to do work? Yeah. The answer is yes, I do every time. So I don't have, and that, that's a, that's a Rick Kushner lesson right there is, is there is no wrong kind of patient. I agree with that 99% of the time. Every now and then there are behavioral problems with patients that I would say are the wrong kind of patient, but a money problem. I don't think that's the wrong kind of patient ever. Money changes with people all the time. I have people who I've been talking about treatment for, for five years and they never do it. Finally, they come into some money and it's time to do their teeth. And because I've been cool with them for five years and I haven't been like trying to get their dirty, poor, you know, uh, uh, butts out of my, out of my office, like I'm their friend and I didn't, it didn't matter if they had, we always worked with whatever they had try to make things best as best we could for them. So money just changes. Um, okay. I'm going to end with this. Um, ba, 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 ba. let's see here. Okay. So then Drew goes into where everyone goes into. They've been backed into a corner. So remember Drew's comment to Rick in the very beginning of this was $19 really devaluing the whole profession here. DSO is going to DSO, right? So his whole argument was a devaluation of the entire profession. But as I went through and argued with him, I said, well, what, what metrics are you using to say you're devaluing? Because Comfort Dental has 400 plus dentists that earn in the top 1% of dentists, top 5%. I mean, like our average dentist makes $350,000 a year, average. So that is far and beyond the average of the non-Comfort Dental dentists. So that's an undeniable statistic. We see more patients than any, than almost any other dental offices. I mean, we see large quantities of patients who have no other place to go. So we create access to care. 
that is not found in lots of these communities in any other location. It gives people options who need options amongst a socioeconomic demographic that needs dentistry the most. So what this always turns to is then a, uh, but quality, quality. Yeah, it's about quality. It turns into a question of quality. And then they start making judgments on the quality of the work must be terrible because it's so cheap. A $19 exam must not be a good exam because it's so cheap. And this is where they go. And this is where I think it gets really low brow. Uh, for dentists because they have no, they've been debated into a corner by data and numbers and metrics. And when they run out of ways to defend their position that this devalues the profession, they start saying, well, the quality is garbage. And that's a problem. I don't believe in doing garbage dentistry. So that's what Drew says to me. Um, I can't find the comment here. I found, I found my comment. Oh, that's where he said, there's no question regarding quality here. In that he says, it's a very successful business franchise corporation. I'll never argue that. And it does provide a service as more people do have access to care. So he concedes those points because he has to, right? And then he says, but there's no question about the quality here. And a negative inference that the quality is terrible. And then this Marcus guy teams up with him and says, I've worked corporate. And I know that they have like quotas and things like that. But I mean... The bottom line is that even in the worst corporate situation, you still have a dentist making the call and they might be influenced by forces that they should not be influenced by, like an office manager or a corporate structure or a corporate quota. Like I am 100% against that. Uh, But the quality is as good as the dentist. And if the quality is bad, it's because the dentist is bad. It's not because the whole corporation is bad. Like you could go to Aspen Dental and find a fantastic clinician. You could go to uh, Gentle Dental or Comfort Dental and find fantastic physicians or, or uh, uh, dentist. You could go to a private practice dentist and find a terribly incompetent dentist. Like there's no reason why that's a thing. So I said, I, I ended with Drew. I said, so your comment is a great example of why Rick gets, gets frustrated. When any debate arises and value is mentioned, it's easy to use numbers and measurable metrics to show anyone that they're wrong. Patients love us. We make great money, helping out communities, providing jobs for dentists and dental professionals, etc. Once you've been properly debated into a corner, inevitably the conversation turns to, well, their quality sucks. And that assertion is thrown out, as you did here, without even a modicum of understanding of how I practice. Never having viewed my clinical work, you take it there effortlessly it's like a reflex. It is true that I have to work harder to control quality because of my volume, but not because of my prices. And I think that I do that. But you can't say it's not possible just because you don't think you could do it. And he responds and says, I see too much for it not to be a reflex. He did say, I apologize. That was nice of him. Um, and I in no way want to say that you do bad work. I'll say in general, as a whole franchise or with any corporate office, the quality is not up to where I want it to be, where I would want it can't be, and that's strictly based on numbers, financially and time-wise. So, um, yeah, and so it gets into the question of quality, and that's where they usually land, and it's just going to be like, you're just not going to get anywhere. Um, 
But this whole thread, like, I don't know if people understand how elitist, I mean, people probably do understand how elitist some dentists really get to be where like, even the cost of your exam, you're nodding your head. Like, yeah, they do. We, yeah, we, we get it. <laughs> we get it. I did. I, I actually spend a good portion of my day dealing with dentists. Yeah. You're like, dealing you know, with mostly dentists who are volunteering for halo though, who have a soft no, spot to no, And no, the thing is, is a lot of the ones that I have the elitist vibe, even a little bit. No, I have met others in my travels that I definitely caught the elitist vibe right away. Yeah. Um, and Rick blocked Drew. I don't know if he blocked Paul. Um, um, but, you know, this is what frustrates Rick. This is what he's been dealing with for 30 years. So he has some, I mean, I don't want to say nobody, but he has some dentist who is barely making a mark like in his career, like like an unknown talking to the CEO of a tremendously successful dental franchise, calling it, mislabeling it a DSO and telling him that he <laughs> devalues the whole profession with an exam fee. When it's like, the numbers are like, are you freaking crazy with that? But that's what it is. It's a, it devalues your dentistry. It doesn't devalue dentistry. Like find one person who's a consumer of dentistry who thinks that exam fees should all be $200 plus. Find me one. No consumers of dentistry believe that. The only people who believe that are high priced dentists. That's the only people who, who, who will uh, dole out that argument. So there, there, you got to admit there's a bias there that's tremendously evident. Uh, what else we got? That's kind of it, man. I thought that was an interesting, interesting thread that took about two or three days to uh, for <laughs> for it to uh, wax and wane, and uh, uh, got a little spicy. I, I didn't get too spicy, but uh, you know, throwing myself when my CEO gets uh, talked about, and he does get talked about. I feel, uh, I mean, I feel a little bit of embarrassment at the things that he does and the way that he does it. But I also feel a little bit of like, let's try to understand where he's coming from. He's tremendously frustrated. He's created an amazing model that no one thinks. It's kind of like he's created this cool thing that no one thinks is cool. <laughs> but because he's not cool, because he's the one who created it. And that's so Trumpy too, right? It's so like, if Trump had a good idea, there are people who could never recognize it because it came from him. Like, and there were situations like that during his presidency where like he had a good idea. He executed it. People skewered him for it. And he, it, it gets treated differently right now. The hot button topic is, uh, you remember the kids in cages rhetoric? Yeah. Yeah. So Trump was putting kids in cages, which is true. They separate people because when you cross the border illegally, you're a criminal and you get separated. Just like if like I was driving and I got charged with a DUI and my kid was in the back seat, I would get separated from my child because I'm a criminal and my child is not. So they would, they have a place where they put people like that when their parents, anyways. But it was happening under the Obama administration, and it's it was really interesting to see is to see now. And uh, uh, we should have a little uh, music um, thing where we get get political with Brady and Lowell. 
get political with Brady and Lowell. Um, put that in our notes of things to do. Make, <laughs> make it so. That's a that's a Captain uh, Captain Picard. Make it so. Um, but it's what's amazing is like how much nobody thought about it when Obama was the president, how much everybody thought about it when Trump was president and how much now nobody thought thinks about it now that Biden's president. And they're coming out with pictures like literally today of them in these weird plastic bubble wrap contraptments. I don't even know what they are with these like aluminum foil blankets draped over them. Like it's not really a cage like made of metal. It's like a cage made of like saran wrap or something, but it's still like these weird in like weird places where like it, they look terrible, man. They look terrible, but no one cares. No one cares. It's all about who's delivering the message. That's what, that's what, that's what I've learned. It's about who delivers the message. Not really what the message is sometimes. And that's kind of sad. Well, everybody's like really distracted right now too. Cause uh, Papa Joe just, stimulated us all you know no, they, I mean? they, so, like, we got the stimmies of, did you stimmy dude did, uh, did you get it uh, yeah and i'm thankful for it because i'm going to be giving it all to my mechanic oh yeah <laughs> that and then some i think a yeah. lot of people are going to give it to their tooth mechanic i'll tell you we're having a <laughs> we're having a banging month in it, uh, you can have a sale uh, you can have a sale <laughs> i'm gonna have i'm gonna do a, a discount 12 dollar exam and x-rays 12 dollar. how about that one time, oh, oh, is ooh, interesting. Oh, oh, man. Go ahead. No, I just said, oh man, like $12. Exam so get me one of them. Another thing that came up in that thread, and this was an interesting question. People might wonder this. Why not do it for free at that level? Why not just do it like. That's a slippery slope. Free exam and x-ray. So one time. So here's the reason why you don't do free. The reason why you don't do free is because if you offer free, then when people have insurance, you have to honor that deal. That's a slippery slope. So if I say I do free exams and x-rays and you come in with Delta Dental Insurance, now if you have Delta Dental Insurance, exam and x-rays don't cost you anything. But I would get like a ton of money from that, like 200 bucks to do an exam and x-ray from Delta, or like 100, 100, something like that. I get some money for doing an exam and x-rays. But if I advertise for free and I don't offer the insurance companies that same deal, that's fraudulent. So $19 in small print, it says must be paid at time of service. That's a deal that the insurance companies can't match. So when you say it has to be paid at the time of service, insurance companies pay after the service has been rendered. So they don't qualify for that deal. So you have to disqualify the insurance to make it a legal promotional deal that you can exclude the dental insurance companies. So that's why you can't do it for free. That's why you wouldn't want to do it for free. The reason you wouldn't. No, quite, so, I have ahead. a question. I have a question for you. Um, if I the nineteen dollar exam, correct? That's the, the fee that you guys charge. Is it, what do I get a discount if I pay you in Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the signs, dude. I've seen the signs. <laughs> uh, no, you do not get a discount if you pay me in in, Being that guy. in Bitcoin. Sorry. No, nope. I'll take your Bitcoin <laughs> gladly, but I will not give you a discount for that. Um, the other part of that that people ask is why not do it for a dollar? And I did that actually. So I've experienced, I did a dollar exam and x-ray one time for a whole summer, like a summer thing. 
And I got so many people who told me it seemed like, like I think $19 already seems like kind of a bait and switch. The dollar, if you were to offer a dollar, an exam and x-rays for a dollar, what the, the psychology of people is like, that's a trick. That's obviously a trick. $19, maybe some people think that too, that with the $19, I'm guessing, uh, I guess a, I guess a significant amount of people I probably think $19 is that too. But $19 is a pretty healthy amount of money. 20 bucks, you know, you get, you examine x-rays. Maybe some people think it's a bait and switch. I mean, it is. It's a bait and switch. It's, it's a, I'm $19 to see what you have to have done so I can make more money on something bigger that you need, right? That's 100% what it is. Unabashedly, that's what it is. It, there's a, a, a certain amount of um, just distrust Maybe, you know, there's because people fear the dentist. We know this, right? We see this all the time. And I think that that distrust tends to kind of take a negative connotation on anything that they're encountering. We encountered it with, uh, with drilled. We encountered it with halo where people thought we were going to harvest their organs in a van, you know, like, like it's just, it's, it's, they're, they're, since they already have this negative negativity in their mind, like sway everything to the negative. So, I don't, I, you know, if it's 175 bucks, you're going to be like, it's too expensive. If it's $19, it's going to be like, oh my God, this is, what are they trying to pull here? You know, it's just, I don't think there's, I think it's a no win scenario. So well, you're, I think yeah. $19 is very economical and Listen, it gets it done. Haters going to hate, dentist going to dentist. That's what I got. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Dentists are going to dentist. So, um, all in all, I think the, uh, the exchange of ideas ended good. Uh, I don't think anyone's minds are swayed. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's not about like trying to convince people. It's just about, it, for me, it's about defending, like, don't, you can say like, that's cheap and probably, low. I mean, I guess you can say all the things you want to say, but like, I, I have, don't say it's devaluing the entire profession. Like you're helping out huge numbers of people. Like it's so elitist and just naive of dentists to think and there's more dentists that think that i mean you can see all the likes that this guy's comments were getting versus mine his likes far outnumbered my likes on the comments which is you know not that it's a competition but it's a hundred percent a competition to me that's typical that's part for the course though yeah so it's a lot of dentists that are lurking for the course though you are yeah all right it's getting late i want to go to bed you kind of have a <laughs> All right. I'm going to post this on Dental Nachos. I'm going to post it. Stay tuned for, for the next episode of Drilled. We're going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I should have invited that guy on. I should have invited that guy, Drew, to come on and be like. You should still invite him to do a podcast with you. I would love oh, man. to see. I wonder if he'd be down with that. I wonder if he'd be nice. Yeah, or if he'd... style. I, I will curate it if that's what it has to be. If it has to be a debate. I will moderate that debate, but I want, even if it doesn't, I want to see that episode. I want to see that episode. I mean, I read his comments too, dude. I read through them all. <laughs> I was cycling through them. Uh, I'll, I'll think about it. Hey, I'll tell you what, if he's listening right now, you message me, I'll set it up. I won't say no. I don't know that I'll reach out, but I won't, I wouldn't say no to a debate. It'll be, a, it'll be a fair, fair. Oh, it's not fair, dude. It's not fair when he starts out. When he starts out already wrong, it's not fair. It's going to be soul crushing and you're going to die, but 
come on on, dude. Come get some. Yeah, come and get some. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I'm really, really <laughs> confident about that people are like, aren't you worried Rick Kushner might listen to this? And the answer is absolutely not. That guy. No. I don't think he can he turn a TV on, dude. I don't think he knows. Does he know what a podcast is? No, I went I and talked to him. That he doesn't. Dude. So I, I presented. So a long time ago, I presented to the Comfort Dental guys, uh, Shark Tank style. I presented like there was like four or five of them and then me like presenting Halo to them. And I was trying to get them to invest and donate to Halo and become contributors. You know, like, like, like I thought it would be great for Comfort Dental to sponsor something like this. And they weren't interested. I don't know why. I think it's because it wasn't their idea. And that's the main reason why they don't like it. So it's, uh, it, 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 it actually was crushing to me. Uh, and you know that, Lowell. But it, it was crushing to me that they didn't want anything to do with this. But I would show them YouTube videos of like some of the stuff we were taking. Like we uh, we made a promotional video that was as if Comfort Dental was sponsoring it, right? A video that only they would see. We didn't we didn't produce it or, or send it out to anybody. We made just a video for th that they could see, and it was like Comfort Dental makes this possible. Blah blah blah. Comfort Dental does this. To show, I and they, and made that video magic too, man. I put it was everything good. I had into that video, and like nothing. It was good. Um, but when I showed him that video, he was like, oh, that's an interesting podcast. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, no, that's not a podcast. You, we're, we are light years away from getting you. I knew at that point, <laughs> it was at that point that I realized I had lost all ability to convince him of anything uh, or teach him anything new. So um, I'm not worried about him listening to the podcast at all. He, <laughs> he, neither. he only tweets. Little, and I think even if someone, even if someone listened to the podcast and sent him a link, I still don't think he could listen to it. I don't think he would get it, but he does have a private jet and like an, he has like an Aston Martin and a Rolls Royce and that's pretty dope. So not what I would spend my money on personally. Private jets are pretty cool. I've never been on a, have you been on a private jet? <laughs> Would I own a private no. jet? No. Have you ever been on a private jet? No, no. No, I've, I've never flown private either. I've never flown first class, like on a commercial. I've been on a private plane. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, let's do a secret word really quick. Um, before we uh, check out, the secret word is worth $500 of free dental work at Comfort Dental Camus at where I, where I practice. And uh, happy to give this out to someone, a lucky listener out there. Or if you don't need it, you can gift it. If you win this, you can gift it to someone else. Um, uh, let's have the secret word be $19. $19. The secret $19 word is $19. If you email me, if you email me at drilledpodcast at gmail.com, the number, well, $19, spelled out, dollar sign, one nine, however you want to do it. I'm not going to be very particular. I am going to choose the fifth person. Who emails that to me though? Number five again. We're going with number five. The fifth person who emails that to me will get five hundred dollars towards any dental treatment that they want. We do it every week. Spread the word. I do force you if you win to do an Instagram or Facebook shout out, telling everybody how great we are. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pump you, the gas. You should be doing that anyways. Really. Okay. Uh, fantastic. On the social media for it. Lowell, have we met? Have you left out anything? Is there anything else we should add here? This was a good one. I, I, I like this was a, this was a good vent. This was like, uh, this is like therapy for me, dude. I feel better. 
This is Brady talking a whole lot. Lowell just sitting here listening. Um, it's like if I would have picked that. I wouldn't have told you what it was. I'd have been like, it's Brady's exam fee. Go listen and find out. So, oh, that's what we should have done. You're lucky that Brady did this. What is my exam fee? That should be it. I'm telling you, you got ideas, man. Dang it. Dang it. Listen. Okay. Well, we'll see how that make goes. Make work for it. We'll see how that goes. All right. Um, uh, Tune, oh, please leave some reviews for us. Um, subscribe, like, share, all that kind of stuff. That really, really helps us out and helps us spread the word of Halo more. And um, yeah. thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Um, as we've been doing this for about 100 so episodes now, I have become more and more fond of the people who actually listen to our podcast. And it is, uh, it's, um, it, it's a source of gratitude for me. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, I too appreciate it. Let's sign out here, Lowell. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll we'll be back next week. We have some. I'm trying to corral a doctor. Uh, he's an anesthesiologist buddy of mine. He's really nervous about coming on the podcast. I don't know why. I, well, I, I I do know why. He told me why. He thinks he's not an expert and stuff. He's like one of the smartest guys I know. And his name is Jeff. And if you're listening, Jeff, get your butt out here, dude. He's an anesthesiologist. He's a medical doctor. He has controversial opinions about the pandemic. And I would love to get him on the podcast. Talk about that. We should have, I have a friend who's a mortician. We should have a mortician on Oh, that's so <laughs> many yeah, questions. Yeah, I used to sell guitars too. Get us a mortician. Most, okay, join us, you ever meet. join us next week where we either have an anesthesiologist, a mortician, or Lowell. <laughs> Sophie's choice. Okay. Have a, have a good one, guys. Take it <laughs> easy. Bye-bye.